standing on the platform of truth. Pioneer Health and Missions. Hello everyone. My name is Mike Casey with Pioneer Health and Missions and it's a pleasure to have you here with us today. The title of today's presentation is God's Prepared Way. And God has always had a way prepared for us, hasn't He? And that way is through Jesus Christ our Savior. And we're going to learn that there are other means also which God uses to bring His people home. And one of those ways is through a plant-based diet. A plant-based diet as opposed to a vegetarian diet or any other diet. And we're going to see this within the Scripture and the Spirit of Prophecy as God's way, one of God's methods to bring us back home. Let's go to our opening scripture now, and we're going to be in Deuteronomy chapter 31, verse 8. And it reads, And the Lord, He it is that doth go before thee, He will be with thee, He will not fail thee, neither forsake thee, fear not, neither be dismayed. Oh, this is very important. The Lord goes before us. He is with us. He has prepared a way for us. And He'll be with us throughout this way. And as we move through this presentation, looking at a plant-based diet, some of us are going to think, this is impossible for me. But my friends, it is. Through Christ, all things are truly possible. And He is with us. He does not prepare us away if He's not planning to walk in that way with us. For those who can, may we please kneel for our opening prayer. Dear Father in heaven, Oh, we thank you so much for the way that you have prepared for us. And as we look at this way, dear Lord, please give us understanding and draw us closer to you. And dear Lord, please speak through me. May the words I speak be the words that you would have me to say. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. God's prepared way. Now, as you mentioned, we're going to be talking on diet today, a plant-based diet. As, as one of God's means to bring us home, God's prepared way. Well, the devil has a way prepared also. There are two prepared ways. The devil's way leads to a dead end, but God's way leads us to the kingdom. It's at the heart of the great controversy. Diet is truly at the heart of the great controversy. It began in heaven. It began with the devil leading his people away. Our first parents leading them through diet and appetite away from God. God's saying, hey, I want you back. I'm bringing you back. And he's providing a diet for us today, a plant-based diet, as never before. For our Adventist pioneers, he provided a diet also. And that was a vegetarian diet. Our Adventist pioneers were huge pioneers when it comes to diet and health. We were renowned worldwide when it comes to diet and health. We truly set the pace. Our sanitariums were upheld as, as a beacon to the world. But where are we today? Are we still that beacon? Are we still the light of the world when it comes to diet and health? Or have we taken a back seat? Well, let's look at some of the stats here in the world to see if that is true. In this slide, you'll see that veganism is a rapidly growing movement from just a few million people in the early 90s to around 550 to 950 million worldwide as of last year. This is last year would be 2019. That's a huge number, especially when you look at the fact that in Adventism, there's, we only have about 20 million uh, members worldwide in the corporate Seventh-day Adventist church. So to look at the world 
in the last few years to rapidly accept a vegan diet, to me, shows that the Lord's at work. The Lord is preparing a people to go home. The masses are being prepared. Where are we in this? Are we taking a back seat? Now, there was a study done uh, uh, back in Loma Linda between 2002 and 2007. And this study was called AHS2. Now, what that stands for is Adventist Health Study and 2. This is like the second phase of the study. And this took place at Loma Linda. Now, this, this consisted of Adventist members within California, in Canada, and a few other places. And let's read a little bit about this. We're going to go to the second paragraph of what you see here on your screen. It says, only 7.7% of cohort members are vegan. This is speaking about Seventh-day Adventist members back in 2007. That's a small number, isn't it? 7.7 were vegan. You would think it would have been stronger than that. And it says 9.2 are lacto-vegetarian. So, or were lacto-vegetarian at that point in 2007. Now, what that is, that is... The abstinence of meat or abstaining from meats, but at the same time, uh, you, you eat meat byproducts such as milk, egg, and cheese. And this is what I look at as a vegetarian today. Uh, these are some little deeper terms than we're used to saying. Now, it goes on to say that 9.9% are pesco-vegetarian. Now, pesco-vegetarian is what we just read about uh, lacto-vegetarian. In other words, they add dairy and egg to their diet, but they also add fish to their diet. And then 5.4% are semi-vegetarian. That means all of the bud that bub that we just read about, but they also add other meats on occasion. And then get this number though, 47.7% are non-vegetarian. That means they still eat meat on a regular basis. Now, none of these include unclean meats, but isn't that an alarming number? Nearly 50% of the church in just 2007, meat was part of the regular diet. To me, that's not Adventism. And I don't mean that to be mean or anything else, but when you look at the light that we're going to see in this study, it almost does not seem like Adventism to me. And I hope we look at that. And if we are still eating meat in our diets, let's take a really close look at ourselves and really ask ourselves some hard questions. Like, am I truly an Adventist? If I am, should I be still eating meat? And we want to ask that same question about vegetarianism also. Yes, vegetarianism, because we're at a different place now than with the Adventist pioneers. During the time of the Adventist pioneers, they didn't have the, the, ready, the, the availability of, of, of replacements for milk, egg, and cheese that we have now. And they needed milk. The poor and the needy in the cities and, and, and even in, in the outskirts and all around the world, milk might have been their main source of nutrition. And even meat replacements were not readily available back in the time of the pioneers. And even up to like 20 years ago, we didn't have the availability of milk of replacements for milk, egg, and cheese that we have now. That has just exploded in the last five years. So we've been seen an explosion in, into plant-based dieting like never before. God has prepared a way, my friends. God has prepared a way for his people. 
And we're going to read something now, and we're going to look at, within the United States, how many people are vegan. We're going to use the term vegan because that's what people can relate to. Most people understand that term. At least we are in this first part of the presentation. It says, when we first shared the numbers on the number of vegans in the USA, it was, in, it was 2016. Studies from 2016 pointed out that only 0.5% of the USA population were vegan. A recent study in 2020 points towards a drastic increase in the number of vegan to 6%. Wow, that's a big increase. Just suddenly, the last five years, can you see the explosion in the last five years? The word vegan came onto the scene. We didn't see that 10 years ago. So suddenly something has changed. What is it? What has changed? And it goes on, it says, there are 327 million people in the USA, which means that there are about 19,632,000 vegans in the USA. That's a fairly large number, especially when you realize that there are about 20 million Adventists worldwide, and there's about 20 million vegans just in the U.S. alone. So God is preparing something here, isn't he? God is preparing a world to his diet. I find that quite fascinating. So veganism is much larger outside of Adventism than, when in, than inside Adventism. So we are behind the eight ball. The world is taking the lead. Again, God could call the, on the rocks to cry out for him if he needs to. But within Adventism, we, have, we are still in this comfort zone of vegetarianism. And we are missing so much in the spirit of prophecy to show that that is not the diet we are to be on right now. Yes, it was a major step. And God has prepared the way in many ways through the years. People have gone before the Adventist pioneers. They, we had the Re Re Reformation, didn't we? They set up the path or set up the way for Adventism to come along. Early Adventism set up the way for a plant-based diet to come along. So Adventism is progressive in that respect. Diet is re progressive in that respect. Let's look at one more source here to see where we are at in the last five years on vegan dieting. It says, Top Trends in Prepared Foods 2017, a report by Global Data, estimates that 6% of U.S. consumers now claim to be vegan, up from 1% in 2014. So again, we've seen about the last five years a huge push towards veganism and a welcoming within the world. The world is welcoming this. Five years ago, there's few of us that would even have known what the word vegan means. Some of us still don't as Adventists. Shame on us. We should be pioneers. We should be leading the way. Now, if you want to learn about a plant-based diet or a vegan diet, your best place to go is YouTube and also Google. And it's all right there at our fingertips because the world is taking the lead. If you go to, let's say, Whole Foods, and you tap on somebody's shoulder and you ask them about a plant-based diet or a vegan diet, they're probably going to be more informed than the average Adventist. That's kind of embarrassing, I think, because when you look at Adventism today, compared to what it was back in the day of the pioneers, we've become lukewarm, and the world has passed us up. Again, the Lord needs us to reach these people. He is preparing them as far as diet. Now, He wants us to take Jesus to them. Are we willing to take Jesus to the world? But in order to do so, are we willing to have the same diet? 
my friends, if these people at Whole Foods, let's say, and you tapped on somebody's shoulder and you asked them about a plant-based diet and said, hey, would you like to come to one of our potlucks? Would you like to learn more about diet? And they visited one of our potlucks at one of our missions or one of our churches. I think they would be scratching their head because they probably would know more about diet than us. And they'd be saying, what is with all these dishes that have milk, eggs, and cheese in them? I thought you came here to teach me the health message. What kind of example is this? I think they would leave. I don't think they would stick around. I think if they saw that display of desserts that we have our potlucks, they'd be thinking, wow, you, you invited me here to teach me about diet and health? I think I'll stick to YouTube. I think I'll stick to Google. And I think I'll go to Whole Foods to get my foods. And maybe get, meet people there that might have some good vegan recipes for me there. And we want to try to present Jesus to these people? My friends, we need to get ahead of the eight ball. We can't be behind it anymore. We must be willing to take on this diet ourselves if we're going to reach the world. Are we willing? Are we willing to take on a plant-based diet and reach the world and finish the work so we could go home? Well, let's dig in now. Let's dig in. And first, let's look at the diet of heaven that God is leading us back to. This is from medical ministry. It says, The Lord intends to bring his people back to live upon simple fruits, vegetables, and grains. This is the diet. Are we eating this diet now? Look at your diet. Look at yourself. Are you eating this diet on a daily basis? Fruits, vegetables, and grains. This is God's diet for us. And let's prove it. Let's go to the Bible and let's see what the Bible says. We're going to look at God's prepared way now. And we're going to look at God's prepared way in regards to a plant-based diet within the Bible. And we're going to start with the story of Exodus. And we're going to look at several different books within the Bible on this. And we're going to begin with Isaiah 52, verse 12. And it reads, For ye shall not go out with haste, nor go by flight, for the Lord will go before you, and the God of Israel will be your reward. So what are we seeing in Isaiah 52? That the Lord will go before us. The Lord prepares a way. He goes before us and He prepares a way for us. And He's there with us along the way. And let's go to another verse now. And this time we're going to the book of Exodus, and we're going to be reading from chapter 13, verse 21. And it says, And the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of a cloud to lead them the way, and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light, to go by day and night. So we see the Lord goes before us day and night. He prepares the way for us. And he is there at all times. If we will only let him be there with us. If we will only accept the way that he has prepared. And we continue on. We're going to Deuteronomy. This time we're going to be in chapter 1, verses 29 through 33. And it reads, Then I said unto you, Dread not, neither be afraid of them. The Lord your God, which goeth before you, he shall fight for you according to all that he did for you in Egypt before your eyes. Oh, my friends, the Lord fights for us. If our diet is, is, is a struggle for us, if that is our great challenge, we're not alone. The Lord will fight that battle with us. But he has prepared a way for diet for us. And we must choose that way so that he could fight for us. If the Israelites did not choose to walk down that path that God had chosen for them, 
they never would have made it to the wilderness. Let's continue reading. This time we're in verse 31 and 32. It says, And in the wilderness, where thou hast seen how that the Lord thy God bare thee, as a man doth bear his son, in all the way that he went, until ye came into this place. Yet in this thing ye did not believe the Lord your God. Who went in the way before you to search you out a place to pitch your tents in, in fire by night, to show you by what way ye should go, and in a cloud by day? Yes, the Lord has prepared a way, my friends. The Lord has prepared a way for the Israelites. And now we're going to see that that way included a plant-based diet. Because what happened when they got to the wilderness? They needed to eat, didn't they? So let's look now. Let's go to Exodus chapter 16, verse 4. And let's read about the diet God gave the Israelites. It says, Then said the Lord unto Moses, Behold, I will rain bread from heaven for you, and the people shall go out and gather a certain rate every day, that I may prove them whether they will walk in my law or not. To prove them. God uses diet to prove us. Yes, to walk in the ways of the Lord. Diet is that important. We can only walk in the ways of the Lord through Jesus Christ, correct? That is our ultimate prepared way. But it's by diet that we open that channel, that we have build that living connection. Yes, through diet, and we will show this. And how else did God prove the way? By seeing if they would eat His diet. Would they accept the diet of heaven? Would they truly want to be there? They were ready to enter into the land of Canaan. God gave them to die, the diet. But they weren't pleased with that diet, were they? They failed at the proving. As a people, they complained. The people complained. They went against the diet that God had chosen for them. They failed, and they wandered in the wilderness. They did not enter the land of Canaan. Let's look at Numbers chapter 1, 1 through 4. And it reads, And when the people complained, it displeased the Lord, and the Lord heard it, and His anger was kindled. God was angry with them. He gave them the diet that they might prosper, that He might work through them. And they rejected His diet. They rejected God. And we continue reading, it says, And the fire of the Lord burnt among them and consumed them that were in the uttermost parts of the camp. And the people cried unto Moses. And when Moses prayed unto the Lord, the fire was quenched. And he called the name of the place Tibera, because the fire of the Lord burnt among them. And the mixed multitude that was among them fell a lusting. And the children of Israel also wept again and said, Who shall give us flesh to eat? And Moses said, This shall be when the Lord shall give you in the evening flesh to eat and in the morning bread to the full. For the Lord heareth your murmurings, which ye murmur against him. And what are we? Your murmurings are not against us, but against the Lord. What are we? What about our murmurings? How many of us complain about a plant-based diet? And I'm saying plant-based rather than vegan, because that is our focus today, my friends. Because a plant-based diet is what resembles closer to the diet of heaven, as opposed to vegan. Why? Vegan can be a lot of junk food. Potato chips are vegan. Do we want to be eating potato chips? No. 
So the thought of taking on a plant-based diet with no eggs, milk, and cheese, to many of us, that's a big complaint, as with the Israelites. And we murmur against God. We murmur against His diet, the diet of heaven that He's bringing us back to. We murmur against God. What are we? What are we? Are we truly Adventists? Are we truly living up to the light? Have we progressed as the rest of the world has progressed? God is preparing the world. Where are we as Adventists? Where are we? Let's go to Daniel and his companions, because God provides a plant-based diet for them as well. And we're going to be reading from the book of Daniel. We're going to start with verse 8 of chapter 1. And it reads, But Daniel proposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's meat, nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore, he requested of the prince of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. Do you think Daniel knew a little bit about diet? And not just the unclean foods, about the rich foods, all the foods of the king. Daniel was aware, and so were his companions. They knew that's not what God wanted them to eat. They knew that that would defile them. And let's read on. It says, Now God had brought Daniel into favor and tender love with the prince of the eunuchs. God prepared a way for Daniel and his companions. And that way was a plant-based diet. And he's done the same for us today. He has paved a way for a plant-based diet for us, for you and I. The difference is Daniel and his companions, they chose to live by this diet. They were willing to live on a plant-based diet. It brought them joy to please the Lord in this way. And let's look at the results of this. In verse 12 it says, Prove thy servants, I beseech thee, ten days, and let them give us pulse, which is plant food, to eat, and water to drink. And at the end of the ten days their countenance appeared fair and fatter in flesh than all the children which did eat the portion of the king's meat. As for these four children, God gave them knowledge and skill in all learning and wisdom, and Daniel had understanding in all visions, and dreams. So we see through diet, God blessed them. He was able to work through them. They had a living connection with God. And diet was, again, just as in the wilderness, one of the first things God did to prepare Daniel and his companions. And he does the same thing for us. He's trying to prepare us to enter the land of Canaan also. If the Israelites would have accepted that diet, do you think they would have entered into the land of Canaan? I believe so. I believe that God would have worked through them, and they would have entered into the land of Canaan. It would have been beautiful. Let's read about Ezekiel now, how, and how God instructed Ezekiel on a plant-based diet. And we're going to be reading from chapter 4 of Ezekiel, verses 9 through 15, and it reads, Take thou also unto thee wheat, and barley, and beans, and lentils, and millet, and fitches, and put them in one vessel, and make thee bread thereof, according to the number of the days that thou shalt lay upon thy side. Three hundred and ninety days shalt thou eat thereof. So what are we seeing here? We're seeing a plant-based diet. I mean, that's obvious. That's what we're seeing here. This is again what God said, hey, Ezekiel, this is what I want you to be eating. And we read again now, and this is from verse 10. It says, And thy meat which thou shalt eat shall be by weight, twenty shekels a day. From time to time shalt thou eat it. So we're seeing here moderation. God is teaching moderation. Now we do know that there was famine during this time, and many accredit this to famine. I'm sure that played a role. But I also think God is saying, hey, even of a good thing, you could eat too much. 
please eat in moderation just what you need to sustain life. And we continue reading. It says, Thou shalt drink also water by measure, the sixth part of a hen. From time to time shalt thou drink. Again, water. We're not seeing Pepsi or caffeinated teas or, or whatever your, your sugary drink might be. It's water. That's what we need to sustain our life. That is, the, that is the choice of God. That's what we'll be drinking in heaven. There's not going to be a Coca-Cola fountain in heaven. I'm, I'm sorry, but it's not going to be there, my friends. And we continue reading. And this is verse 12. It says, And thou shalt eat it as barley cakes, and thou shalt bake it with dung that cometh out of man in their sight. Now, that's not the most pleasant verse to read, I know, but it does get better. And we're in verse 13, we see here, it says, And the Lord said, Even thus shall the children of Israel eat their defiled bread among the Gentiles, whither I will drive them. Defiled bread. Now, this is how God looked at their diet. And God was displeased with the Israelites in many ways. But he was especially unhappy with their diet. It still angered him. God was not pleased with their diet. And he was letting Ezekiel know. But Ezekiel is saying, Ah, Lord God, behold, my soul hath not been polluted. For from my youth up till now have I not eaten that which dieth of itself, or is torn in pieces, neither came there abominable flesh into my mouth. So what is God and Ezekiel both saying here? God is saying, hey, I want you to eat a plant-based diet, and I want you to have water to drink. Much as Daniel and his companions, water to drink, a plant-based diet. And Ezekiel is saying, now wait a minute, Lord, I've always been this way, even from the youth. I have not polluted myself with not just unclean meats, but any meats. I don't eat that. And the Lord says, you're right. And thank you for that. And let's read on. And the Lord says, Then he said unto me, Lo, I have given thee cow's dung for man's dung, and thou shalt prepare thy bread therewith. That sounds a lot better than that scripture we read a little bit earlier, doesn't it? And cow's dung was not an unusual source of, of energy. It's what they used. It was a common fuel. They didn't have other they didn't have easy access to trees and other flammables to, to cook their food. So God provided for them. In fact, even today, though, it's still that way in some parts of the world where they still use cow's, dungs, cow's dung to, to cook their food. So God is rewarding him here. God is saying, hey, Ezekiel, thank you. Thank you for maintaining the diet that I would have you to maintain. And God thanked Daniel and Ezekiel too. They avoided the wines and the strong drinks, and they stuck to water. Ezekiel stuck to water. Daniel's companions stuck to a plant-based diet. Ezekiel stuck to a plant-based diet because it's what God requested, and they wanted to please God. Do we want to please God? Do we want to please God? What are we eating? What is our diet? Let's go now, and let's see what Ezekiel says on the diet of heaven. And we're going to go to Ezekiel chapter 47, verse 12. And it says, And by the river upon the bank thereof, on this side and on that side, shall grow all trees for meat, whose leaf shall not fade, neither shall the fruit thereof be consumed. It shall bring forth new fruit according to his months, according to their waters they issued out of the sanctuary. And the fruit thereof shall be for meat, and the leaf thereof for medicine. That's a plant-based diet, isn't it? This is the diet of heaven. We are going to a plant-based diet. We are just returning to the diet that God has given us. And water will be for drink. 
And let's read now from Isaiah. And let's see what Isaiah says on the diet of heaven. And we'll be reading from Isaiah 11, verses 6 and 7. It says, The wolf also shall dwell with the lamb, and the leopard shall lie down with the kid, and the calf and the young lion and the fatling together, and a little child shall lead them. And the cow and the bear shall feed. Their young ones shall lie down together. And the lion shall eat straw like the ox. Straw like the ox. Can you see the diet of heaven? That's plant-based, isn't it? The animals will be on a plant-based diet. There will be no killing. There will be no taking milk from cows to make our cheese and to, and to drink and, and, and to make butter. It's not going to be. We're not going to be taking the embryos of chickens in the, in the form of eggs. It's not going to be. That's not the diet of heaven. That's not what God chooses for us in heaven, nor chooses for us now. Yes, at one time with the pioneers, we know that milk was an important source for them. People were poor, and it was, it was for many, their, their only true source of nutrition. And around the world... And meat was not readily available even around the world. So a vegetarian diet was a big step for Adventist pioneers. And they were truly pioneers. But it's not that way today, my friends. And that's not the diet we are going to. God is preparing a new way for us now. In fact, even through the Bible, they didn't always have the diet available to them as, as God provided in the wilderness or for Ezekiel or for Daniel and his companions. Sometimes bread and fish was all that was available. And God still blessed them. They lived up to the light that they had. Our pioneers lived up to the light that they had. What kind of light do we have now? How has God prepared our way today? What is God's prepared way for us today? So we've seen in the Old Testament, God has prepared a way for His people through diet. And He does so today. But let's look at the New Testament now before we look at the diet of today and where we're at now. And to do this, we're going to go to John the Baptist. And we're going to see what health and temperance looks like with John the Baptist. And we're going to be reading from the book of Luke, starting in chapter 1, verse 13. And it says, But the angel said unto him, Fear not, Zacharias, for thy prayer is heard, and thy wife Elizabeth shall bear thee a son, and thou shalt call his name John. So what angel is this? This is the angel Gabriel. It came to Zacharias and Elizabeth. It says, Hey, you're going to have a son, and his name is going to be John. And this is John the Baptist that we are speaking of. And let's read on. And this is verse 15. It says, for he shall be great in the sight of the Lord, and shall drink neither wine nor strong drink. And he shall be filled with what? The Holy Ghost, even from his mother's womb. Even from his mother's womb. Gabriel saying, hey, you're going to be having a son. His name's going to be John. And he needs to be on a proper diet. And he needs to be kept away from strong drink and wine. And even from his mother's womb, that means this meant for Elizabeth, too, that she needed to maintain this diet even before John was born. And why? That he might be filled with the Holy Ghost. Can you see the relationship between diet and the Holy Ghost? To have Christ dwelling within by His Spirit. That's how important diet is. That's how important it is, my friends. 
And let's go on to verse 17 now and read. And verse 17 says, And he shall go before him in the spirit and power of Elias to turn the hearts of the fathers to their children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just, to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. So John the Baptist was preparing a way for the Lord, and diet was part of that preparation. And we're going to go now to verse 76, and it says, And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his way. My friends, we are called to prepare a way also for the Lord. The God, is, God is doing his part to prepare a way. He's bringing a lot of people into plant-based dieting. And we need, to, we need to reach these people, my friends. We need to teach them about Jesus. We need to take them the rest of the way so they could enter the land of Canaan. Are we willing to do it? The Lord has prepared a way for us with diet. Are we willing to take it? Just as the Lord is preparing the world in this same diet. Or are we going to still play around with a vegetarian diet and let that be our comfort zone? Is that going to be our comfort zone? Or are we willing to progress to the diet that God has truly chosen for us? God wants to bring us home, my friends. He is preparing a way for His people. He needs us to get engaged and help these people walk in that prepared way to learn about our Savior. Because ultimately, our Savior is the way home, my friends. Let's help them find that. Let's help them find that way home. So we see proper diet and temperance and the Holy Spirit are so connected, my friends. And that's what this is about. It's about allowing Christ in, allowing the Holy Spirit to work through us. We want the latter rain, don't we? Are we willing to prepare ourselves for the latter rain? The outpouring of the Holy Spirit? That's how important diet is, just as we saw in the example of John the Baptist and the message from the angel Gabriel. Let's go to the spirit of prophecy now as a second witness. And let's read about manna. God's provided food. And we're going to be reading from Selected Messages, book two. It says, But the Hebrews were not satisfied. They despised the food given them from heaven and wished themselves back in Egypt, where they could sit by the flesh pots. They preferred slavery and even death rather than to be deprived of meat. Wow. They preferred even death. How many of us would rather die or be sickly and ill than give up milk, eggs, and cheese? Probably quite a few. Quite a few that are watching this right now would almost rather die than give up milk, eggs, and cheese. It means that much to us. Taste means that much to us. And that's how it was for the Israelites. They would rather die than give up. They would rather go back to Egypt they go into the land of Canaan. The land of Canaan was, was not as important to them as it was their diet. Is heaven more important to us than diet? Or are we going to continue to wander in the wilderness? Let's continue reading. It says, God, in his anger, again we're seeing, in his anger, gave them flesh to gratify their lustful appetites, and great numbers of them died while eating the meat for which they had lusted. We see the result here of a diet that the devil prefers for us. There's no good result in that diet, is there? Not like the diet of, of, of Daniel and his companions, a preferred diet of, of our Heavenly Father. We see the results of that. Can you see this great battle? 
this great controversy going on with diet at the heart of it? The Spirit of Prophecy, Volume 1. They became weary of the food prepared for them by angels and sent to them from heaven. They knew it was just the food God wished them to have and that it was helpful for them and for their children. Wow, so this is the diet that they knew was right. My friends, how many of us here do not believe that a plant-based diet is a better diet? If we're honest with ourselves, I don't think there's one person here that can raise their hand and say, oh no, I don't think a plant-based diet is better. I think, I think a vegetarian diet's better. I think meat's better. Oh my friends, that we're, we're only fooling ourselves if we think that. And deep down inside, we just really don't want to change our diet, so we latch on to anything to help us stay in our comfort zone. But my friends, we know. We know a plant-based diet is a diet that we should have. We go over to Whole Foods, we tap somebody on the shoulder and ask them, hey, do you think a vegetarian diet or a plant-based diet is better? They're going to know. They're going to know the diet they should be eating. My friends, the angels prepared this diet from heaven, and they're doing it once again for us. Yes, a plant-based diet is being prepared again for us right now. We've seen the stats for the last five years. It's being prepared. I don't think there's anyone watching that they can't go down to their local market and find plant-based options. The angels have prepared. God has prepared a way. Will we take that way? Will we walk in that way? Let's read on. And it says, Notwithstanding their hardships in the wilderness, there was not a feeble one in all their tribes. Satan, the author of disease and misery, will approach God's people where he can have the greatest success. And yes, that is through diet. Can you see again? Diet is at the heart of this great controversy. He has controlled the appetite in a great measure from the time of his successful experiment with Eve in leading her to eat the forbidden fruit. This has been going on a long time, my friends. Again, the devil has led us out of the kingdom through diet and appetite, and God is trying to bring us back into the heavenly Canaan. Diet is at the heart of the great controversy. He came with his temptations first to the mixed multitude. The believing Egyptians, they believed and stirred them up to seditious murmurings. They would not be content with the healthful food which God had provided for them. Their depraved appetites craved a greater variety, especially flesh meats. My friends, as Adventists, do we believe? Yes, we believe in God. We've seen wonderful things take place through, through the history. Are we murmuring? Are we complaining against God now because we don't want His diet? Do we want the kingdom? Do we want what God has to offer? Do we want to save souls? Do we want to bring others to Christ? Let's continue reading. The Ministry of Healing, and we're going to be on page 277, and we're going to be reading the first paragraph there. It says, In the teaching that God gave to Israel, their preservation of health received careful attention. The people who had come from slavery with the uncleanly and unhealthful habits which it endangers were subjected to the strictest training in the wilderness before entering Canaan. Before entering Canaan. Health principles were taught and sanitary laws enforced. My friends, this has to happen before we can enter the heavenly Canaan. This has to happen. We have to go plant-based. We have to be partaken of the diet of heaven before we go there. If we're not willing to do it now, then we're not willing to enter Canaan. The strictest training, my friends, in the wilderness before entering Canaan was the health message. It was a plant-based diet 
and it was rejected, and they wandered there as a result. My friends, Daniel and his companions, they were preparing for a wonderful work, and we're going to read about them now from the Spirit of Prophecy from a second witness. Councils on Diet and Foods. It says, The experience of Daniel and his youthful companions illustrates the benefits that may result from an abstemious diet and shows that God will do for those who will cooperate with him in the purifying and uplifting of the soul. What does it mean to cooperate with God? Well, it means to get up off our sofa and go empty out that fridge of everything that is not plant-based. Empty out that freezer. Empty out those cabinets. Read the back of that label. Does it have anchovy in it? Does it have gelatin in it? Does it have other meat products in it? Get it, and meat bright products. Get it out of there. That's how we cooperate. Christ says, oh, I'm with you. I'll help you. Thanks for helping me. I'm going to be helping you. Are we cooperating with him? Or are we finding excuses to wander in the wilderness in our comfort zone and hanging on to a diet that we know in our heart is not the diet that God would have us to be hanging on to? They were an honor to God and a bright and shining light in the court of Babylon. And again, we're speaking of Daniel and his companions. In this history, we hear the voice of God addressing us individually, bidding us. Gather up all the precious rays of light upon the subject of Christian temperance and place yourselves in right relation to the laws of health. Are we bidding up? Are we bidding up all the precious light we have been given on diet and health? Have we? I know the world is, is bidding up that light because God has given it to them as well. He can't wait for us any longer, my friends. He is taking the plant-based message to the world. Will we accept it now so we could finish this work and now show them about Jesus? And we continue reading. It says, What if Daniel, his companions, had made a compromise with those heathen officers and had yielded to the pressure of the occasion by eating and drinking as was customary with the Babylonians? That single instance of departure from principle would have weakened their sense of right and their abhorrence of wrong. Indulgence of appetite would have involved the sacrifice of physical vigor, clearness of intellect, and spiritual power. One wrong step would probably have led to others until their connection with heaven being severed. They would have been swept away by temptation. Being severed, swept away by temptation, their connection with heaven, their living connection severed because of diet. My friends, diet is a salvational issue. Please do not for a moment think that it isn't, my friends. It's at the heart of the great controversy. It truly is. My friends, let's read about John the Baptist now and his preparation for the work. And we're going to be reading from Christian Temperance and Bible Hygiene. It says, John the Baptist was a reformer. To him was committed a great work for the people of his time. And in preparation for that work, all his habits were carefully regulated, even from his birth. Even from his birth. This is, again, a message to mothers. How are we dining today? Are we preparing our children for the kingdom? Before they are, before they are even born, God has always prepared before the pioneers, we had what? The reformers. The reformers prepared the way for Adventism to come along. Without the reformers, that, that door would not have been opened. 
and the Adventist pioneers prepared a way for us. We have a message now that complements their message with a plant-based diet. Will we open that door? Will, are we willing to go through the preparation for the work that God has done with John the Baptist? And let's continue reading. It says, The angel Gabriel was sent from heaven to instruct the parents of John in the principles of health reform. He shall drink neither wine nor strong drink, said the heavenly messenger, and he shall be filled with the Holy Ghost. Again, we're seeing diet and the Holy Ghost. Health reform, my friends, our diet, what we drink, what we eat, opens the door for the Holy Spirit. And it can also close that door, my friends, because devil, the devil is using the same methods in reverse to take us away from the kingdom, to take us away from our Heavenly Father. Can you see how diet is at the heart of the great controversy? Let's go to the Bible again. We're going to go to Matthew this time to read about John the Baptist, chapter 3. And we're going to be beginning with verse 1. And we're going to read through, through verse 3. It says, In those days came John the Baptist preaching in the wilderness and saying, Repent ye, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. For this is he that is spoken of by the prophet Isaiah, saying, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare ye the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. My friends, we are making the path straight for the Lord. Oh, I pray that we are, because that is what we are called to do. Are we, though? Are we making that path straight for the Lord? Or are we in our comfort zone of vegetarianism, unwilling to go to that next level, go to that higher standard? And what is that standard? That is the standard of Eden. That is the diet of Eden. That's what God is calling us to. The standard we are to set for the world, to be the beacons of the, for the world as Adventists. Not taking the back seat while the world passes us up. Yes, God can call the rocks out to speak for Him if we won't. And He's doing that. I believe He truly is. But He needs that message of Jesus to go to these people. The third angel's message must go forward. He's calling on us, my friends. If we are not willing to accept that diet ourselves, how can we give the message? How can we? We can't be vegetarians anymore, my friends. We can't be. God is calling us to a higher standard, the standard of Eden. Let's read a little bit here from Ellen White on the health message that she spoke of so much. Now we're going to be reading the preface from Medical Ministry in 1932. It says, The promulgation of the health message was for 50 years a topic of major concern to Ellen White. She wrote more in the field of health than any other single topic of counsel. More than any other topic. This was at the forefront. And why was this so important? As we've seen, for the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, that Christ, through His Spirit, might dwell within, that we might attain character perfection, enter the land of Canaan, to stand before the Father. With all these writings, though, where were those writings coming from? It was the testimony of Jesus, my friends. It was Jesus speaking to us. He just as it was doing for us, just as He did for those in the, in the wilderness, the Israelites. Diet came first. Daniel Revelation, it was diet. Ezekiel, it was diet. John the Baptist, it was diet. And there's others. My friends, can you see a pattern here? Can you see again the great controversy in diet? My friends, the spirit of prophecy is the testimony of Jesus. It is Jesus speaking to us as He does through the Bible. 
We know this, but let's read this again. It says, from the testimonies to minister and gospel workers, it says, we have the commandments of God and the testimony of Jesus, which is, which is the spirit of prophecy. And this is Jesus telling us this. And it goes on, it says, priceless gems are to be found in the word of God. Those who search his word should keep the mind clear. Never, how often? Never should they indulge perverted appetite in eating or drinking. Never. Jesus is telling, telling us, hey, the spirit of prophecy is my word. I have given this word to Ellen White for you, and I am speaking about it more than any other topic because it's that important. And I am saying right here now, never should you indulge perverted appetite in eating or drinking. My friends, we are in a different place than where the pioneers were. This is Jesus speaking to us right here, right now. These are his words written down by Ellen White. My friends, do we believe the testimonies? Do we believe the testimonies? Do we understand the importance of the health message? Do we understand? Christian temperance and Bible hygiene. There are but few who are aroused sufficiently to understand how much their habits of diet affect their health, their character, their usefulness in this world, and their eternal destiny their eternal destiny. Again, my friends, it is a salvational issue. It affects our character because how do we attain character perfection? It is through Christ working within. We can't do it of our own. Do we want that perfection? Do we want Christ dwelling within by His Spirit? Then we need to take diet seriously. What about our usefulness to the world? The Lord is preparing a people for us. We have a usefulness right now to bring them to Jesus. Do we understand this importance? Do we understand what Jesus is telling us through the spirit of prophecy? My friends, we need to give the loud cry. We need to let the world know about Jesus. The time is now. We are on the doorstep of Canaan once again. Councils on diet and foods. And it says, the health reform, I was shown. Let's pause there for a second. What does it mean when Ella White says, I was shown? Who showed her? It was Jesus. My friends, it was Jesus that showed her what we are reading right now at this moment. And let's read it again from the beginning. It says, the health reform I was shown is a part of the third angel's message and is just as closely connected with it as are the arm and hand with the human body. I saw that we as a people must make an advanced move in this great work. Ministers and people, that's you and I, must act in concert. God's people are not prepared for the loud cry of the third angel. We're not prepared, my friends. We are not prepared. And it's not just ministers. It's the people. Because we are all part of this loud cry. But we're not prepared. And this was showed her, shown her by Jesus. This is Jesus telling us this. We're not taking health reform. The first three words of this paragraph we just read. Health reform, my friends. Jesus showed her. And he's showing us right now. 
We need health reform for the upbuilding of character, my friends, for character perfection. Let's read the Ministry of Healing. The body is the only medium. What? The only medium through which the mind and the soul are developed for the upbuilding of character, character perfection for which we strive. Hence, it is that the adversary of souls directs his temptations to the enfeebling and degrading of the physical powers. His success here means the surrender to evil of the whole being. Can you see the great controversy playing out here through diet? The devil wants our whole being, and so does Christ. He wants our whole being. Christ wants to dwell within, to upbuild our character, to make us worthy to stand before the Father. And the devil, he wants just the opposite, doesn't he? He does want to dwell within. Oh, he certainly does. He wants our whole being as well. But he's not preparing us for the kingdom. He's preparing us for a dead-end road. My friends, the health message is for a living connection with our Savior. Now let's read about that. Testimonies for the Church, Volume 6. It says, Our work for the tempted and fallen will achieve real success only as the grace of Christ reshapes the character and the man is brought into living connection with the infinite God. This is the purpose of all true temperance effort. My friends, this is at the heart of it. This is the true purpose, the reshaping of character, a living connection with the Father and His only begotten Son. And my friends, if we're not willing to give up vegetarianism, yes, vegetarianism, and accept a plant-based diet so we can finish this work, because we all know that's the diet we should be on. My friends, we should all know this. And it's not that it's not readily available. This is not the time of the pioneers. That was 150 years ago, 100 years ago. In fact, even 20 years ago, it would have been a challenge. But it isn't today. It is not today. And especially these last five years have proven worldwide about a vegan diet. My friends, five years ago, we didn't know what the word vegan meant for most of us. The whole world knows what it means today. That's how much has taken place in the last five years. We are on the doorstep once again to the land of Canaan. My friends, the health message, a plant-based diet is for the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. And we're going to read about this a little bit more. And it says in councils on diet and foods, it says, No man can become a successful workman in spiritual things until he observes strict temperance in his dietetic habits. God cannot, God cannot let His Holy Spirit rest upon those who, while they know how they should eat for health, persist in a course that will enfeeble mind and body. My friends, we all know that we should be on a plant-based diet. And if not, just go to YouTube and go to Google and search. You don't need Adventist sources. In fact, you're going to find more sources outside of Adventism to show the importance of a plant-based diet. We know that's what we should be eating. If we're truly honest with ourselves, if we're not, we're going to deny it because we don't want to change. But if we're honest with ourselves, we know that's the diet we should be on. Not finding excuses to, to maintain an a, a, a unhealthy vegetarian diet, because it is. It's not the diet God would have us to eat. At one time, yes. At one time, fish and bread was all my, maybe was available, even in the time of Jesus. My friends, we are in a day and age where God has provided manna. 
and it's time to go home. Look at this one line once again. It says, God cannot let His Holy Spirit rest upon those who, when they know better, who, when they know better, my friends, still deny the diet that He has chosen for us. My friends, God wants to outpour the latter rain. He wants to pour His Spirit upon His people to finish His work to go home. And He's preparing a people. He's preparing a great multitude. And He cannot outpour that upon us unless we are willing to leave the wilderness, unless we are willing to accept the manna that He has provided so He could pour out that Holy Spirit, so we could finish this work and go home. United. Where's our heart? Do we truly love the Lord? Do we truly want to finish this work? Do we truly want to go home? Or is that diet just too much for us? Is it just too much? Is, is taste too important to us? Is it too much to give up our milk, eggs, and cheese? Oh, my friends, who cares about milk, eggs, and cheese? When we could go home, when we could save souls today by the thousands, are we willing to leave the wilderness? Or are we going to continue to wander the wilderness and cling to a vegetarian diet? And I pray, my friends, that that's our challenge to go from vegetarianism to plant-based. Because if we're still eating meat, can we call ourselves Adventists? I'm questioning if we could call ourselves Adventists if we're vegetarian. Because we know better. Are we truly His people? Are we truly His people? Or does God need to go to Whole Foods to find His people? Is that where He needs to go to find His people? My friends, God is preparing a people to stand before Him. Will we let Him? Will we be those people? Our Father cares. Thus, God desires to prepare a people to stand before Him, pure and holy, that He may introduce them into the society of heavenly angels. Oh, that's beautiful. See what God is preparing us for? To stand before Him, a perfect, perfect in character, and introduce us in the society of angels. The same, the same angels that provided food for the Israelites in the wilderness. The food of heaven. The same angels that are preparing that diet today. If we will take it. They want us to stand before them. Oh, I want to please the angels. I want to, I want to please our Savior. I want to please our Savior. I want to stand before the Father. I want that perfect character. Oh, I hope you do too, my friends. Because the way has been provided. God has provided a way. Will we take it? Will we take that way? As we have read, the purpose of a plant-based diet is a living connection with our Savior. We know this. And why? That we may enter the heavenly Canaan with characters prepared to stand before Him, to stand before our Heavenly Father and His only begotten Son. Do we believe the testimonies? Do we understand them? Do we understand the importance of this message? Are we preparing to, to, to sound the loud cry? Are we preparing for the latter rain? Are we willing? Are we willing to finish this work? Are we willing to enter the land of Canaan? Are we willing to prepare a people to meet our Savior, to stand before our Savior? My friends, God's prepared a way 
for us for his people. God has prepared a way for us today. And it's in the testimonies of Jesus. Jesus has given us the way, and he is speaking to us right now. And we are going to be reading from the Councils on Diet and Foods right now from the testimony of Jesus. These are the words of Jesus that Ellen White has pinned down for us today. We are going to look briefly in this statement of the diet of the time of the pioneers 150 years ago and the diet of today that has vastly changed in just the last five years, my friends. In the last five years. Let's read. It says, We see that cattle are becoming greatly diseased. The earth itself is corrupted. And we know that the time will come. It wasn't time yet. We know that the time will come, she's saying, when it will not be best to use milk and eggs. Again, this is Jesus speaking, my friends. And the time was not yet for them to give that up. But she says, oh, it is coming. It is coming. Jesus has shown me. And it goes on and says, but that time has not yet come. No, they weren't weren't ready yet. She says, we know that when it does come, the Lord will provide. My friends, the Lord has provided a way. Wherever you are watching around the world, God has provided for you. I could almost guarantee there is a plant-based diet available for you wherever you are at. It's worldwide. God has provided. He has provided the means to, uh, uh, and lessons on how to cook, how to prepare. Google and YouTube is everywhere, my friends. God has provided a way rapidly in the last five years. It's a matter of choice now. It's a matter of choice. And let's continue reading. It says, the question is asked, meaning much to all concern. Will God set a table in the wilderness? I think the answer may be made yay or yes. God will provide food for his people. Our Savior has prepared a way for his people. We continue reading. It says, in all parts of the world, provisions will be made to supply the place, the replacement of milk and eggs. Again, it's been provided, my friends. Milk and eggs, cheese, butter. It's all the replacements are there. This has happened. It's been predicted. Jesus told Ellen White, pin this down. This day is coming. And it's come. It's here right now, my friends. And he's saying, the time when that, that time comes, you will know. We know this. We know the time is now. We can look at the last five years. We know it has happened. And he is saying, at that time, you will know that it is time to give up milk, eggs, and cheese, and cream, and everything else that is a byproduct of animals. We know this, my friends. We are only in denial if we think otherwise. Let's continue reading this. In fact, I'm going to read it from the top because this is pretty powerful. It says, in all parts of the world, provisions will be made to supply the place of milk and eggs. And the Lord will let us know when the time comes to give up these articles. My friends, he has let us know. She goes on, he desires. Who's that he? That's Jesus. That's Jesus who is speaking to us right now at this moment. And it says, Jesus desires all to feel that they have a gracious Heavenly Father who will instruct them in all things. And my friends, that instruction is there. Again, Google and YouTube. It's all right there. There's no excuse now to not know how to cook vegan, not have the education on being vegan. And again, I'm going to forgive me for saying the word vegan. 
because plant-based diet is where it should be. Again, a vegan diet is just the exclusion of milk, eggs, and cheese. But again, potato chips are vegan. And we don't want to be filling ourselves with potato chips, do we? Plant-based diet, or more preferably, a raw plant-based diet. Because that's really the diet that we are seeing in heaven. Let's continue reading. It says, The Lord will give dietetic art and skill to his people in all parts of the world, teaching them how to use the substance of life, the products of the earth. The products of the earth, my friends. Is that plant-based? Yes, my friends, that is plant-based. That's above vegan. That's plant-based, my friends. This is what Jesus is telling us, the diet that we are to be on right now. Are you an Adventist? Are you a true Adventist? Because if you are a true Seventh-day Adventist, my friends, then this is the diet that God is asking you to be on, a plant-based diet. This was given a long time ago. This is the spirit of prophecy. We often cling to the vegetarian message. My friends, that is not the diet we are to be on right now. It's not the diet. God is preparing us to take us home. That's what we are being prepared for, a plant-based diet. We just read it from the Spirit of Prophecy, the testimony of Jesus. We are going back to the standard of Eden, my friends. This is what, this is what God has prepared us for. This is what we are going back to. This is what God is preparing the world for for us to reach so the great multitudes, he can bring them home. The health food ministry says, let the diet reform be progressive. Let the people be taught how to prepare food without the use of milk or butter. This is Jesus speaking to us again. It needs to be progressive. It doesn't mean to stay vegetarian. No, it needs to be progressive. We need to build on that light. It needs to be progressive, and we need to be plant-based. But look at this. She says that people need to be taught to prepare food without the use of milk or butter. Without the use of milk or butter. Now, earlier in her writings, we know that she said that to use butter and cream and, or milk in vegetables to make it more palatable. But she says this later on, doesn't she? Jesus is telling her, hey, that was okay then. It's not okay in a day that is coming. And though, I'm gonna let my people, I'm gonna prepare a way for those people. And I will let them know when it's time. And the Lord's doing that right now. And he's saying, learn to prepare your food without the use of milk or butter. Let's continue reading the same paragraph. It says, tell them. So what is this? Jesus is saying to Ellen White, tell my people, please tell my people. And let's read it, it says, tell them that the time will soon come when there will be no safety in the use of eggs, milk, cream, or butter. And that includes cheese, my friends, or any other dairy, meat, bride product of any kind, whatever it might be. Tell them, Jesus says, tell my people. The time will come. They will know. My friends, we know that time is now. I will prepare a way, Jesus says. I will prepare a table as in the wilderness. I want them to eat the plants of the earth. And this is this, in the testimonies of Jesus. This is the spirit of prophecy that we are reading. This is the message to us as Adventists. It can't be just a message to the world. It's a message to us. It can't just be the rocks crying out now to the world because we're not willing to live this diet that we could take it to the world. Remember that survey we did earlier? 
around 50% of Adventists at that time weren't even vegetarian. My friends, are we Adventists? Where are we today? Are we Adventists? Let's continue reading. It says, Because disease in animals increasing in proportion to the increase of wickedness among men. And this is the reasoning. And it goes on and says, The time is near. The time is near. When because of the iniquity of the fallen race, the whole animal creation will groan under the disease that curse our earth. All animal products, my friends, must be discarded. Anything that is it comes from the animal must be excluded from our diet. That includes gelatin and many other things. We need to be reading the packages. We need to see what's in the food we're eating. And it must be discarded. We need to go through our cabinets and empty them. We need to get rid of anything that has animal products in it. We need to empty that fridge and that freezer and fill it with what God would have us to eat. We need to make that step. But Christ is there with us. He's walking with us. He's going to say, I'll walk to that fridge with you. I'll help you empty it. Oh, that'll be a glorious time. The angels will be smiling around us because they can't wait to go to the store with us and replace it with the foods of heaven that Jesus would have us to eat. We need to eat now as we will be in heaven. Let's continue reading. It says, God will give his people ability and tact to prepare wholesome food without these things. Let our people discard all unwholesome recipes. Let them learn how to live healthfully, teaching to others what they have learned by precept and example. Make it plain that the food which God gave Adam in his sinless state is the best for man's use as he seeks to regain that sinless state. My friends, what kind of example are we setting? I visit many missions and I love you all. But what are we eating at our potlucks? What are we bringing? How many of these dishes have milk, egg, and cheese in them? It's not what, it's not what Christ would have us to eat. We look at a dessert table, sometimes longer than the, than the main dishes, filled with all these rich foods. We know we're not supposed to be eating that. Why are they at our potlucks on the Sabbath? A day we are, we are to come to the Lord, to spend time with the Lord, and we bring this food with us? To spend time with our Lord? Are we trying to anger Him? Do we understand? Do we accept the message? My friends, what if we go somewhere and we, again, and we tapped on somebody's shoulder at Whole Foods and said, hey, come to one of our potlucks. You know, we're, we, we want you to come join us. We have another message we want to share with you, the message of Jesus, and they see this diet. They're going to leave. They're going to go, What? I eat better than this. And you wanted to teach me about your Lord? I don't think they, I bet you they know better themselves that that's not the diet of heaven. What are we doing? My friends, it says here that we are to teach all on the wholesome diet, the, the wholesome recipes. Discard all unwholesome recipes. We need to teach each other. If somebody is bringing a dish that's not that's vegetarian and not plant-based, we need to help teach them. Hey, here's some dishes that, that might work for you and teach them about a plant-based diet. That's how we do the Lord's work. 
We should all be focusing on plant-based diet for Pollock and have fun with it. Share recipes with each other. Plant-based recipes, oh, it's a lot of fun. And you try this, oh, that's wonderful. Take little cards and have recipes on them so we could share with each other and help each other. Help each other to the kingdom. Not help the enemy by bringing stuff that we know we shouldn't be eating. Is that helping the cause towards the kingdom or is that helping the enemy? My friends, again, we are in the middle of a great controversy and diet is at the middle of it. And the last thing we want to do is on Sabbath at our potlucks, aid the enemy. And I love you all. You know this. And I mean this with love. We need to take our potlucks serious. We can't be bringing in stuff that we know we should be eating. We need to replace that dessert table with fresh fruits. That's a beautiful dessert. It's the Sabbath, my friends. Do we truly honor God on the Sabbath? And what about every other day? Sadly, I think for many of us, that's the worst day of the week. Sorry to rail on our potlucks, my friends. But I hope you see the importance of this message and see what Christ is trying to do in our lives. He's trying to bring us home. We have an opportunity now to reach the world, bring them to our churches, our missions, and introduce them that, hey, we too are plant-based. Let us show you what else we have. Let us show you about our Savior. My friends, we need the latter rain. We need to truly be delivering the third angel's message right now. Will we help? Will we do our part? Will we cooperate? So we might go home. Ministry of Healing. When properly prepared, olives like nuts supply the place of butter and flesh meats. Even back then, God was already preparing the way. We have nut milks everywhere now. What store can you go to and not find almond milk and soy milk or or whatever. And there's butters that have olive oil and coconut oil butters that are wonderful. And cheeses, nut cheeses, and everything else that we don't, we don't need these things anymore. We don't, the milk, egg, and cheese, we, we don't need that anymore. It's been prepared. This has been mastered. It should have been mastered by Adventists. But God says, no, you, you're, you're going to just play around in the wilderness. I'll go to the world because I can make the rocks cry out once again. And they'll make the nut milks. They'll make the butters. And I'm going to provide it for the world. My friends, there's very few places you could go to eat if you, go, if you do go out to eat. And usually there's not a good option to go out to eat. But if you do, there's plant-based options just about everywhere you go. Fast food restaurants have those options now. Will we heed the light? Will we heed the light? Jesus has given us the light. Will we heed it? The Review and Herald. God gave the light on what? Health reform. And those who reject it, reject God. Yes, this is Jesus again, my friends. This is the spirit of prophecy, testimony of Jesus. And what is he saying? God gave the light on health reform. And those who reject it, reject God. Are we rejecting God? At our potlucks, are we rejecting God on the Sabbath when we're there to praise Him? And I, I mean all this in love, and I'm sharing this in love. I know these are statements we don't want to read, but Jesus gave them. Jesus put this in front of us. He gave it to us to read. 
Are we going to reject it? Are we going to reject that light? Are we going to reject our Savior? God is preparing a people, my friends. We are on the borders of Canaan. Once again, the General Conference Bulletin. The lesson of this record is for us. The Lord had prepared the way before his people. They were very near the promised land. A little while and they would have entered Canaan. They themselves delayed the entering. They themselves wandered in the wilderness. If they had been faithful as Daniel's companions, as Ezekiel, John the Baptist, and others, they would have entered the land of Canaan, my friends. But they rejected it, and they wandered in the wilderness. Are we going to delay any longer? Or are we going to give up vegetarianism? Yes. Are we going to give up vegetarianism and go to that next level and become plant-based in our diet? Strictly plant-based and preferably raw plant-based. We need to keep progressing, not regressing. We can delay no longer. Will we choose the way Christ has prepared? Testimonies for the Church, Volume 7. Jesus consents to bear our burdens only when we trust Him. He is saying, Come unto me, all ye weary and heavy laden. Give me your load. Trust me to do the work that is impossible for the human agent to do. Let us trust Him. Do we trust Him, my friends? Do we trust our Savior? Yes, it's going to seem impossible for some of us to go from vegetarian to plant-based. Some of us are still struggling with meats, possibly. But if we are willing to get up off that sofa and trust our Savior and go over to that refrigerator and empty it and empty that freezer and empty those cabinets, get rid of all meat products. Jesus is with us. He will help us overcome the impossible. He will take those cravings away. But we must take those steps, my friends. We must make those steps forward. We must trust Him. And we will finish this paragraph. It says, Worry is blind. It cannot discern the future. But Jesus sees the end from the beginning. And in every difficulty, He has His way prepared to bring relief. Abiding in Christ, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Oh, my friends, we truly can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. He's there with us, my friends. We can overcome our diets. He has not brought us this far to not be with us all the way. Our Savior is with us. He wants to bring us home. He wants us to help to bring others home. He has prepared multitudes. He's calling on us. He wants to pour out His Spirit. He wants to pour out the latter rain. He wants the third angel's message to finish its work. Will we allow Him my friends, God has prepared a way. God has prepared a way. Will we walk in that way? We're going to close with the scripture found in Hosea 6, verse 3 that says, Then shall we know if we follow on to know the Lord, His going forth is prepared as the morning. My friends, the way has been prepared as the morning. And our Savior is there to 
to take every step with us if we are willing to take those steps. If we are willing to take those steps and venture into the seemingly impossible of changing our diet to a plant-based diet. The Lord is with us. We're not alone, my friends. We're not alone. The Lord has prepared the way as the morning. He wants to take us home. Will you let Him? Will you let Him into your life? Are you willing to say, Lord, I do want my diet to change. I want the diet of heaven. I want to live that way now. I want to help others. I want to help others discover you. May I, may I be that kind of a servant for you. Dear Lord, I am sorry. Please take my hand because it's going to be a struggle. Jesus says, I prepared a way for you. Take those steps. I am with you. My friends, are you willing? If you are, please kneel with me. And let's ask the Lord to be with us, to take those steps to a plant-based diet and let the Savior take us home to that heavenly Canaan to stand before Him, a perfected people. In Jesus' precious name, we're going to pray. For those who can, may we please kneel. Dear Father in heaven, we thank you so much for the way that you have prepared for us. And dear Lord, we need your help because for some of us, dear Lord, it is a great challenge. Dear Lord, we know that you have not prepared a way for us to leave us to our own. So dear Lord, we pray that you will walk with us. Give us the courage, the strength we need to make those first steps to adapt to the diet that you have chosen. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Standing on the Platform of Truth Pioneer Health and Missions